She died, and her death haunts him. He began to recover, but her killer re-emerged from the shadows. Now he's found love again, but will he deny himself happiness? It's a tale of angst, drama, vengeance, and repression, as we play an episode from Faith McQuinn's Boom, Season 2. This is Radio Drama Revival. Welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the podcast that showcases the diversity and vitality of modern audio fiction. I'm your host, David Reinstrom. Can you believe it? We actually made it to 500 of these damn things. Absolutely incredible. Holy mackerel. Who even are we? Okay. Eager listeners may recall that in November of last year, we brought you Boom Season 1, the story of Porter, a computer technician whose best friend Genevieve was murdered in a stunning bomb attack. Confused, racked with amnesia, and unforthcoming at best, Porter became the prime suspect in Genevieve's murder. Now, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers for Season 1. Stop here if you haven't heard it all. This is your final warning. Now, Porter knows who did the killing. It's his childhood friend, Luke. Porter had gotten better, found love with a woman named Myra, but Luke put a dark pall over their engagement party by giving a drunken, ill-advised speech. And then, when Porter took him outside to confront him about it, he confessed to the murder and promised to strike again if Porter told anyone. Here's a story about me and I Love Lucy, and what my mother used to call Lucy Show Syndrome. I promise this isn't a non-sequitur. When I was a kid, they'd show episodes of I Love Lucy on Nick at Night, when Nickelodeon switched over from cartoons to live-action family sitcoms. When I was a boy, they were old syndicated programs from the 50s and 60s, like I Love Lucy, Bewitched, and I Dream of Jeannie. I empathized very strongly with Lucy, as I was also a clumsy but lovable goon, and as a boy, I had a lot of trouble sorting out the difference between fiction and non-fiction programming. And I couldn't bear the thought of terrible things happening to Lucy, but that's the whole locus of comedy in I Love Lucy, is terrible things happening to Lucy, and her leaving a roast in the oven too long, or setting fire to Ethel's apartment, or having to eat too many chocolates, or whatever, and the idea of things happening to Lucille Ball, my beloved friend and television companion, it was too much. I could not bear to see her make mistakes that I knew would have terrible consequences for her, like 15 minutes later in the episode. I would see Lucy do something like forget to turn the clothes iron off and leave it hot side down on one of Ricky's suits and just have to leave the room. Anxiety level spiked to a million. I gotta run out of the family room to the kitchen. Nope, 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 nope. And I'd yell to my mother and ask her to explain the plot to me as it unfolded from the other room. And she'd be like, now Ricky is mad. Now Lucy's in trouble. But it's okay now, David, because it's just a show. Lucy Show Syndrome. So, boom, okay, gives me the worst Lucy Show Syndrome symptoms I've had in years. When I listen in the car, I yell at my car stereo. When I listen at home, I yell at my phone. Porter, God damn it, get it together! I think the difference between almost 30 me and 11-year-old me is that I've learned to surf this anger and anxiety and find a kind of pleasurable tension in it. I imagine this is similar to why people like horror movies. I still haven't found the joy in that quite yet. I'm working on it. Porter is such a frustrating, true portrait of a man, so repressed, so angry, so unwilling to talk or let people in. He could fix everything if he just opened up. So, let's dive into Season 2 of Boom, with Episode 11, Everything I Could. You let him hurt me! I'm sorry. You let him kill I'm me! Sorry. You let him! I'm sorry! 
Observer Pictures presents Boom, a serial drama podcast. Written and directed by Faith McQuinn. This is episode 11, Everything I Could. on his way for breakfast? The reason for my so sweet. Stop. I know who you are. Why the mask? Just like you. What do you want? What does that mean? What did you get rid of? Stay with me. Propofol. I wasn't sure on the dose. I may have given you too much. It's my first time doing something like this. I guess that's a relief. Oh, there she is. I guess it wasn't too much. I asked what you wanted. You don't know? Oh, I wanted you. I had a family but once. But that's not going to happen now. So I loved what? Them. Now you want to hurt me? Them. Oh, I don't want to hurt you. I want to kill you. <laughs> Besides, you like the pain. At least a little, right? Just enough to get you off. But that was probably another lie. I never lied to you. I think you said we should stop before it ruins our friendship. That wasn't a lie. Oh, okay. I was right then. You just didn't want me. That's not... That's not. I've seen the way you've been looking at Porter. You never looked at me that way. But I won't let him take you. He can't have you. You're not going to hurt him, are you? Him? You don't want me to hurt him? Jesus. I thought this was going to be hard for me. Just so we're clear, you're not going to tell him it's me. Well, I guess you can if you want, but you don't know what I'll do if you say anything. There. Now, I'm going to untie you, but... You might not want to move so much. <laughs> you all right? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I am. I just think I may have overdone it a little. You had one drink, Porter. It was something I ate. Yeah, that's what Dak said. And he didn't believe you either. How about now you tell me the truth? Not now. Look, Luke was being a grade A asshole. He should have kept his mouth shut. I'm sorry he did that, but everything's fine. Jack said you sent him home. He just needs to sober up. I don't think that's going to help. Porter, you can't hate him forever. (laughs) Actually, I think I can. But he's your best friend. No, no, no! No, he's not my best friend. My best friend is dead! (gasps) Ma, you guys all right? Shh. I'm sorry. We're good. Positive? I said we're good. Just give us a minute. Isaac. Okay, okay, I'm leaving. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just, he... He just knows the perfect way to fuck up everything. 
Hey. Hey. Look at me. We have a lot of people in there. Don't let this overwhelm you. I'm right here, okay? I know. I know. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. Do you need another minute? No, no, I'm good. We have a full bar, right? I'll be perfect. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I love you, mister. I love you, too. By some miracle, Porter makes it through the rest of the night, his head swimming with Luke's words. His face hurts a little from faking happiness. Now, he stands with Dax and Allison in the restaurant parking lot, watching Myra talk to Isaac. I think you've been brother-approved. No thanks to the dark spot in the evening. Not Porter's fault. Oh, I know. Believe me, I know. If Luke seriously wants me to give him another chance, No! Don't give him another chance. Okay, Dad. He's an asshole and doesn't deserve it. You're too good for him. (laughs) It's really sweet and all, but I think I'm a big girl. Right now, though, he's on my shit list. I mean it, Allie. Don't. Don't let him. He's dangerous. Just don't, okay? You sure you're all right? We can talk you, though. I'm sorry. Nothing a good night's sleep won't fix, right? Or a dose of Xanax. That's not funny. Sorry. Damn. Thought parties were supposed to be happy. So Isaac is coming back to our... uh, Is everybody okay here? Obviously we're all peachy. Hey, mister, do you want me to stay over tonight? Yes. Oh, getting laid might help. What do you think, Dax? I mean, professionally. Fuck off, Allison. And... uh, I think it's time to call it a night. Oh, good God, yes. Ready to head out? Yeah. Porter, it was good to finally put a face to all the stories. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry that I'm... um, that I've been a little distracted. No, it's cool. I get it. It's it's fine. I'm going to be here another couple of days, so we can hang out again or something. Sure, sure. Maybe best for you if I just head home. You need sleep. I'll come by in the morning. We'll talk. No, no, you stay with me. I, uh... You can't go home by yourself. She's not Porter. I'll be there and Isaac. Yeah, man. It's fine. Oh. Good. You all go home and and I'll head home and and sleep. Porter, uh, I'm going to drive you home, all right? I'm good. No, uh, I'm taking you. Really, Dex? I just Please let him take you home. All right. Thank you. Love you, mister. ready to talk yet? Okay. If you're not going to talk to me, are you going to talk to somebody? Because you definitely need to talk to somebody. Myra's coming over in the morning. I was thinking someone a little more qualified. I have an appointment with Dr. Abbott Thursday. That's not for five days. You need to call her in the morning. I just need to sleep. Luke, just, he just caught me off guard tonight. No, he caught me off guard. He made you regress. It's been nearly two years since I've seen you act this way, like anything close to this. I don't know what the hell he said to you out there, and it's fine if you don't want to tell me, but you're pretty fucked up right now. Professionally speaking? <laughs> Always. In all seriousness, you'll call Melissa? I can make it until Thursday. You can, but you shouldn't. 
So first thing in the morning, wake up, pick up the phone, call her. She'll get you in. I know she will. Do you want to tell me what Luke said to you? If you just died when that woman went off, all this would be better. She never looked at either way she looked at you. No. I'm working on his back and there's glitter. I don't think anything of it, but then there's glitter on his arms and his hands and his legs. It's everywhere. So I asked him when the session was over. Rave? Drag queen? <laughs> no! He was a dad. His daughter was using glitter for a project. <laughs> Damn it, I've missed you. <laughs> oh, I think I've missed you too. It's been a minute. What, your baby sister has to get married before you get your ass down here? Uh, you have a car. You can come see us. You can both come see us. Excuse me? You know I don't have any money. <laughs> oh, please. Dad would pay for a ticket in a heartbeat. Hey, you home? Yeah, you? Almost. We stopped at the store. Call me when you get home. Okay. Not a text. Call. I will. Love. <laughs> okay. What? He hung up. My, now I know you love him, and he really seemed like a stamp guy, but... Nope, not hearing that. He had a bad night, that's all. I don't know, my. I haven't seen him that on edge before. It was a little weird. Allie, that's not fair. What Luke did wasn't exactly... Normal? Nice? At all how people should act in public? Yeah, I got that. But Porter seemed really... I don't know. There are some things you guys don't know, okay? He just really needs a break. He'll be fine tomorrow. I know he will. See you in the morning, right? Yeah. Go to bed, okay? Already there. You gonna be okay? Yep. Just need some sleep. Some time to, you know, reset. That's all. Love you, mister. I love you too. Porter can't sleep. Luke was right. He wants to tell someone. Everyone. But instead, he spends the night at his kitchen table, drinking tea mixed with rum out of Genevieve's happy mug. The sun rises, the rum is gone, and Porter finally falls asleep at the kitchen table. He sits up when someone taps him on the shoulder. Hey, Porter. (laughs) Sorry, did I scare you? What the hell? How are you here? You left the door open. Probably not the best idea. I don't remember you being a rum person. I'm, um... You're dead. Yes. Am I? No. So what's happening right now? Am I dreaming? Sure. This isn't a new thing. You know that, right? You've literally been dreaming about me for years. It's not usually like this. I mean, I'm I'm usually... Sober? Asleep. So you're not sleeping now? I guess I am. How are you? Not good. That bad, huh? I didn't know it was him. And if I did, I... I, What? If you did, would you have stopped him? Could you have stopped him? I did everything I could. 
keep telling yourself that Porter. But is it true? Did you do everything you could? Didn't I tell you he scared me just a little? Didn't I seem uncomfortable around him? Weren't you just a little bit curious why? How could he do that? How could he just take you away? And why would he do that? Why would he tell me? What's gonna happen to Myra? I can't lose her too. I can't lose but her too. But you did everything you could. Stop. But you did everything you could. Stop! What? Whoa. You all right? I broke Jen's mug. What? The happy mug. Remember, I, I just broke it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Can it be fixed? Fuck, I don't know. How'd you sleep? Fine. Sure. Did you call Melissa? Not yet. But you will? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely will. All right, man. Go do that. I'll check in later. Bye. You've reached Dr. Melissa Abbott. I'm unable to take your call right now. If this is an emergency, please hang up and call 911. If you are a current patient, please leave your name, a brief description of your concern, and a contact number after the beep. If you need to reschedule an appointment, please call the office to make arrangements. Hi, Dr. Abbott. Uh, this is Porter Owens. I, um, I know I have an appointment on Thursday, but I, I really need to talk to you now. Please call me back at... 615-555-4357. If I can come in today, I would really appreciate it. Thanks. This is Porter. No, I said that. Shit. Sorry. Bye. Maybe sober up before you call your therapist next time. Hello? Porter, I got your message. I have an opening in two hours. Can you make that? Yes. Yes, thank you. I'll be there. Thank you. Join us again next week for another episode of Boom. This episode featured the voices of Garrett Delosier as Porter, Melinda Paul as Myra, Brian Irwin as Luke, Avalon Heron as Dax, Courtney Holly as Allie, Charity Spencer as Genevieve, David Hiller as Isaac, and me, Michael R., as the narrator. Season 2 was recorded at Pod Studio One in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Production sound, Carl Huber. Assistant directors, Amanda Lorraine and Van Donnell. Sound design and mixing, Joshua Sui. Original music, Brian Irwin. Script supervisor, Delilah Ferrer. Production assistant, Brian Allen. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and consider giving us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information on the show, including a full list of cast and crew, and where to find us on social media, please visit boom.observerpictures.com. Thank you for listening, and please share this podcast with a friend. Here's a biographical sidebar that goes back to the I Love Lucy thing. My great-uncle Saul Sachs was the creator of Bewitched and wrote for My Favorite Husband, the radio show that became I Love Lucy. Guess it runs in the family. Ha-ha! I mean, maybe. I should be so lucky. Now, this isn't the end for Porter, because in next week's show, I will be talking to series writer and director Faith McQuinn herself. So, stay tuned for that, my buddies. And... 
Hey, we have a Patreon now. If you want to support Radio Drama Revival, head on over to patreon.com slash radiodramarevival to set up a monthly subscription. I'll throw a link in the show notes. Pledging as little as a dollar a month can really help the show. You can also join our exclusive Discord chat community and get access to a special ad-free, high-quality feed of the show. If you don't have the money to spare, I understand. Times are tight, money is scarce, we've all been there, man. But please, do us all a solid, and rate and review the show in your favorite podcatcher. And now, it's time for some credits. Our theme music is Danger Do by DJ Stranger Danger. You can find his music on SoundCloud. Our line producer is Matthew Boudreaux. Our interviews producer is Eli McElveen. Our researchers are Heather Cohen and Monique Boudreaux. Our executive producer is Fred Greenhouch. I'm your host, David Reinstrom, and this has been Radio Drama Revival. All storytellers welcome. Welcome.